puppy. The French Bulldog's popularity has surged a thousand percent. I mean, any dog can be territorial. Yeah, I totally butchered that one. And he will 100% get into the trash. Obviously, toy manufacturers know this, which is smart on their part. That he lives on a diet of human food. My dog will sit on the other dog's face just to be a jerk. And I am just so fascinated with all this dog behavior. Welcome to the Dog Mom Show. This is the weekly podcast where we talk with dog moms, industry experts, and dog influencers. We share advice, insights, all just to help you be the best dog mom ever. I'm your host, Chanda Gunter. Don't forget to check us out on the web at thedogmomshow.com and on Instagram and TikTok at The Dog Mom Show. We'd love to hear from you about what topics that you want to hear or if you want to give us some feedback, we would totally appreciate that as well. So today I was doing some research into some topics with an upcoming guest and I came across several stories that I want to share with you. So that's coming up today. And I also thought since this is our fifth episode uh, that I would share just a little bit about myself with you so that we can get to know each other a little bit better. And I also thought I would share with you a bit about how the podcast came to be. And I've touched on it briefly in a previous episode, but I've had Uh, a few questions about it. And so I thought I'd give some additional insight. So before we get into those amazing stories that I have for you today, a little bit about myself. Uh, My husband and I, we live in Salt Lake City, Utah. I'm originally from Texas. We've been in Utah now for about 12 years. And Texas is, of course, home. We have four kids together and I have two. He has two. Uh, They're all grown out of the house in their mid to late 20s. So we're empty nesters. We're those people, you know, like where our dogs have become our kids. We have three English bulldogs. We have Dude, who is six years old. Dude is, he's a growing influencer. He's got a bit of a following on Instagram and TikTok. He's also on Cameo. Then we have Maya, who uh, we actually adopted her from one of our kids. Uh, He was in his 20s, going to school, work, that sort of a thing, and just, you know, didn't have a whole lot of time. So she came to live with us a few years ago. She is now five. And she is just, you know, never gets in trouble, perfect angel. Most recently, we have little Miss Sugar Ray, who is nine months old, a ball of energy, and uh, she needs a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. Career-wise, I've been in social media for about 13 years now. And I think whenever you combine social media with dogs, you definitely get like this perfect storm. And I think it, it all started really with, uh, with dude, cause I've always had dogs, but, uh, I got dude for Christmas in 2016 as a puppy and I was bombarding people on Facebook with pictures. And I was like, I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be that person. So I created an Instagram account. Well, there's a whole community of dogs and dog moms on Instagram. So it definitely became a place for me to go. I made so many friends and over the last six years, I just become immersed in this really great dog mom community. And with that, I thought, you know, we're always interacting, asking questions, giving advice. And I thought, you know, this would make a great podcast. So, you know, why don't we take all this information that we have and that we share and share it with everybody else? Because I know I'm not the only one who wants to talk about why my dog is licking her paws. A lot of people have the same experiences or, you know, other great experiences and knowledge. And I want to be able to share that with everybody and also learn from them. So that's the goal. That's how the podcast got started. I started talking to all my dog mom friends and they were like, yeah, this is a really cool idea. And here we are. 
the Dog Mom Show podcast. Okay, so like I said, I was doing some research, came across some stories that I wanted to share with you. So let's do this. All right, first up, there's a new top dog. The French Bulldog was officially named the most popular dog breed in the U.S. for 2022. Now, a lot of you may not be surprised by that, but according to the AKC, it officially ends the 31-year reign of the Labrador Retriever. I did not realize the Lab had been the number one dog for 31 years. Like, that's crazy. But doesn't really surprise me. So according to the AKC, the French Bulldog's popularity has surged 1,000% in the last decade. It wasn't even in the top 75 25 years ago. So 25 years ago, nobody was even really talking about French Bulldogs. And now it's the number one dog. But there's also a little bit of controversy around this. The British Veterinary Association has urged people not to buy flat-faced breeds such as Frenchies, English Bulldogs, Pugs. They have campaigned to scrub them from ads and even greeting cards. And in the Netherlands, they have prohibited breeding very short-snouted dogs. And the country's agricultural minister is trying to outlaw even owning them. So they want to make it to where you can't even own a French bulldog or any kind of a flat-faced dog in the Netherlands. I mean, they're doing this because of like, you know, certain health reasons and breathing issues and, you know, that sort of a thing. That's a whole other topic. I can't imagine. I mean, there's no way they could get, get away with that here in the U.S. Those Frenchy people would totally unite and just rebel you know, us, us uh, English Bulldog people, we would be right there with you. So, but, you know, I just want to remind people that a Frenchie named Winston took second place at Westminster this last year and also won Best in Show at the National Dog Show in 2022. And on the same level, an English Bulldog star just recently won Best in Show at the AKC Nationals. And then there was Thor, another English bulldog who won the uh, best in show at the National Dog Show in 2019. So our little flat faced friends are super popular and are taking best in show at all these dog shows. So I don't know. That's I don't know what these people are talking about in the uh, British Veterinary Association. You know, and I, I thought the like the English bulldog that was like the national dog of Britain. At least I thought so anyway. Maybe they changed it. Maybe they've gone with the corgis now. Who knows? Okay, so rounding out the top 10, we know Frenchie's number one. Number two, Labrador Retriever. Number three, Golden Retriever. Number four, German Shepherds. Number five, Poodles. Number six, Bulldogs. Number seven, Rottweilers. Number eight, Beagles. Number nine, Dachshunds, and number 10, German short hair pointers. You thought I was going to say German Shepherds. Oh, I said German Shepherds earlier. Yeah. The most rarely owned dog is the English Foxhound. Now, I didn't even know what an English Foxhound was. I had to Google it. It kind of looks like a tall beagle mixed with a hound dog, but it's really cute though. I like it. Just not many people have them. All right, so check this out. Have you ever dog sat for your neighbors, like, or like when a friend goes out of town and you go over and, you know, feed their dogs, play with them and all that stuff? 
Well, a woman was dog sitting for her neighbor while she was out of town. This is in Pennsylvania. She went over uh, to the house and they have three Great Danes. Well, she died after she was attacked by the dogs. She goes over to feed the dogs. Two out of the three of them attacked her and killed her. Now, I mean, obviously, I don't know all the details of what happened here, but I, you know, did she startle them? Did she, did the dogs know her? I, you know, I'm just really curious what the situation is. And one of them didn't even get involved, um, which is fortunate because the other two obviously were euthanized, which is sad. But anyway, I just, it sounds so crazy. I just, I'd love to know the details of like what triggered them, you know? I mean, any dog can be territorial, but you know, Great Danes are like these giant lap dogs. I found that pretty interesting. On a happier note, the oldest dog ever has broken two Guinness World Records. How old do you think the oldest dog is? I mean, I would have thought like 20 years old or something like that. We're talking about dogs, not cats. I think cats live to be like 50 or something. Not really, but they seem like they live forever. So this dog's name was Bobby, and he was born on May 11th, 1992. So this dog, so Bobby is 30 years old and just, just under two months away from celebrating his 31st birthday. He's a purebred dog, and I'm probably going to butcher this. He's a Rafiro de lo Alejento. Yeah, I totally butchered that one. <laughs> anyway, he's a Portuguese livestock guardian breed. I don't know. Um, they have an average lifespan of like 12 to 14 years, but he's lived his entire life with the Costa family in Portugal. And they say that they believe that he benefits from this calm lifestyle living in rural Portugal. I mean, who wouldn't, right? So Bobby has never worn a, worn a leash, has free reign to roam the countryside surrounding the family property. I mean, that sounds so wonderful, doesn't it? Let's, let's all move to Portugal. And then of course, everybody, the number one question is, you know, what does he eat? My guess is he's not living off of kibble. Um, but the, apparently the owners said that he lives on a diet of human food and the human food was like put in quotes. So I don't know what that means exactly, but he lives on a diet of human food, which they soak in water to remove most of the seasoning. So interesting. Anyway, Bobby broke an almost hundred year old record beating out Bluey, an Australian cattle dog who lived to be 29 years and five months before passing away back in 1939. I just think that's so crazy. A 29, a 29 and a 30 year old dog. I'm really interested in the diet. I, you know, I want to know more about this human food. Like, what does that mean exactly? But here's the thing, the full story, it's actually really interesting. There's way more to it. There's some really interesting little nuggets in there. So um, I'll link it in my Instagram bio. So go check it out. But I found some other things that just blew my mind. I wanted to share this with you. So um, I, I get really fascinated with like dog behavior and behavioralists and you know, all that. So here's one, you know, when your dog goes outside and does his business and they twirl around before they actually do it. Well, researchers have a theory that it has to do with the earth's magnetic field. Now, hang with me here. 
So apparently, from research that they've done, dogs like to poop facing north or south. And so spinning around helps them to correctly orient their internal compass. So I read that, took a little expedition outside, you know, watching my dogs while they're doing their business. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't know. I noticed that maybe half the time they're facing north and south. I th honestly, I think it's like a crapshoot. I think they just do whatever they want. So the evidence is inconclusive at this point. Okay, so we've all heard that dogs can only see in black and white, right? Well, that's not correct. They actually see a spectrum of color. So what is the spectrum? Well, they can see blue and yellow tones really pretty clear. There's a picture of the whole spectrum and we'll put this on our Instagram so you can actually see it. Uh, but one thing I noticed is I started looking around at like the dog toys that I have around the house and a lot of them are blue and yellow. And so then I, I went to, you know, the, uh, the pet store and looking at the toy aisle and a good chunk of them are blue and yellow as well. So obviously toy manufacturers know this, which is smart on their part. But if you think about it, but so go look at your toys that you have and you know, I bet you there's a lot of blue and yellow in there. I just found that really interesting. Okay. So did you know that if when you or that whenever your dog yawns, you immediately think that, you know, he's sleepy and he needs to cuddle, right? Well, it could mean that they are stressed out. So yawning can actually be a sign of stress um, and they use yawning to calm themselves down. I didn't know that. So watch your dog's behavior and if they're like stressed out um, in whatever the situation, you know, might be that they're in and they yawn, ask yourself, you know, are they yawning because they're tired or are they yawning because maybe they're a little bit stressed? Something to look out for. Here's one for you. Dogs can smell time. So picture this, if you have a regular schedule, you wake up, you get dressed, you go to work, come home, that sort of a thing, right? If you have a regular schedule, dogs can tell when you're about to come home based on the lingering smell left in the house. So we have our scent, right? And our scent is very strong whenever we leave the house, but throughout the day, it lessens. And so your home begins to smell less of you and that's how they know you're due to come home. This is all according to a book called Being a Dog, written by Alexandra Horowitz. Now imagine if you like or go out of town and you've got someone house sitting and your smell just like never comes back for like three or four days. How sad is that? They're probably sitting around yawning and stressing out. Poor babies. Oh my goodness. Okay. You know, I, you know, again, I am just so fascinated with all this dog behavior. I, I just find it so entertaining and interesting. And, you know, I'd love to be able to learn about my dogs and all their little quirks. You know, I just, I want to know, my dogs are weird. So I just want to know certain things. Like my dog will sit on the other dog's face just to be a jerk. Like he will, she'll be laying there and he'll slowly walk over in front of her and then just like slowly sit down. Like he's acting all nonchalant and being cool about it. But then he just like sits down and like teabags her. I don't know. It just, it cracks me up.
And then she gets up and she's all annoyed and he's just like, what? I mean, he's just being a total jerk. Or my dog is famous for punishing me when he's mad at me. So uh, he'll get into the trash every single time. And I, you know, I'd love to know the science behind that. So for example, if I come home and uh, I'm only there for like five or 10 minutes, grab something, and then I leave again, he will 100% get into the trash. So yeah, I want to know the behavior behind that. All right, well, I know we didn't have a guest this week, but don't miss out next week because we've got some fun stuff for you. And I don't know, hopefully you learned something today. I know I did. I, I learned I learned a few things. So thanks for listening. Don't forget the Dog Mom Show airs every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcast, or you can find all the latest episodes on our website at thedogmomshow.com. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Dog Mom Show to get dog parenting tips, share stories, and let us know what you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening, and hey, give your dog a hug for me.